Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Do you know a student getting ready to go to college? Or are you looking at going back to school yourself? The Woodward Hines Education Foundation and the Get to College program help more Mississippians get to and through college to get certificates and degrees that lead to meaningful employment. They offer free college planning advice, including hands-on FAFSA completion assistance through in-person or virtual appointments. Visit gettocollege.org to learn more. Support for MPB comes from the Woodward Hines Education Foundation, committed to helping more Mississippians obtain post-secondary credentials, college certificates, and degrees that lead to employment. More information about Woodward Hines Education Foundation at woodwardhines.org. Good morning. It's 8.30 on Friday, December 8th. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, winter weather in Mississippi before the official start of winter. We'll hear from officials on the forecast and precautions to keep safe. Then, just days before the opening ceremony for the Civil Rights Museum, find out which speakers for have, have canceled their plans to participate and why. Later, take an audio tour of the Mississippi Civil Rights Museum ahead of tomorrow's grand opening. And forget bond and parole, a new initiative to fight violent crime in the state's capital city looks to end the revolving door. That's all coming up. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Mississippians are waking up to snow in central to southern parts of the state. With the winter solstice not beginning for another two weeks, snow, freezing rain, and cold temperatures are causing multiple closures and delays. The National Weather Service in Jackson has issued a winter storm warning for 30 counties, which is in effect until 12 noon today. A winter weather advisory has also been issued for 11 counties. Transportation officials are urging extreme caution as light snow to occasional light freezing rain may cause elevated surfaces such as bridges and overpasses to accumulate. Motorists are advised to plan on difficult travel conditions, including during the morning commute. John Moore is a meteorologist with the National Weather Service. He joins us this morning with the latest on the conditions in the central part of the state. Good morning, John. Thanks for being with us. Hello, John. Can you hear me? Hello? Karen, it's Rupert Lacey oh, okay. County. Rupert, I have the wrong phone line. Hang on, please. I'm <laughs> going to go back to to John Moore. Uh, John, are you with us? Yes, I am. I can hear you. All right. What Yesterday, we thought that this was just going to affect southern Mississippi, and all of a sudden, it's a much bigger area. Yes, that's correct. Uh, we got a way more moisture further north than we thought we were going to have at this time yesterday. So uh, we extended our winter storm warning further north to account for it. So the axis of heavier uh, snow actually uh, moved further north than we expected. So that led us to issuing the new winter storm warnings. We haven't seen uh, this amount of snow, I don't think, for a while in Mississippi. When the snow is slushy or heavy like it is, does that cause more problems or less problems? Uh, it 
all has to do with the temperature. We get more, you get more uh, amounts of snow when it's, you get heavier, uh, more moisture in the atmosphere. So today we dealt with a lot of moisture in the atmosphere, and that led to bigger snowflakes, which in turn led to more snow on the ground. But it's still above freezing in most areas of Mississippi, so some of the snow is melting and we don't uh it may not stick around for too long, but it will get cold again tonight. And so whatever's left over will refreeze tonight as we get into the lower 20s. Yeah, we are getting to the lower 20s, and that's throughout the state. Uh, so whatever's here is going to turn into ice, and that that should continue for how long? Uh, that will continue until tomorrow. We'll get above about 50 degrees on Saturday, so late morning tomorrow will be well above freezing by the end. So it should thaw out again by tomorrow if any uh, precip is left on the ground. Is this all going to move out by noon today, as was expected? Uh, it's looking so. It's looking like so. Uh, the back end of the precip right now is uh, entering Mississippi, and it's like moving through Warren County. We still got some light, very light precip, and some very light precip left in the in the Jackson metro area as it continues to move out. So about an hour or two, we'll start seeing it uh, cease in the Jackson metro. And it'll be in the early afternoon hours before it's completely out of Mississippi. But it sounds like folks still need to give themselves a little extra time on the roads since it is still snowing in many areas of the state yes, today. Yes, it's still snowing in many areas. Uh, visibility is still down to about a half a mile in the Jackson area. And we uh, have widespread reports throughout Mississippi of upwards of five inches of snowfall. Oh, my. Yeah, and that's the most snow we've had in the Jackson area since 2010, our last measurement was four inches. So right now it's about four and a half. <laughs> in February 2010, we had uh, that 4.7 in oh. February 2010. So we may surpass that. I don't know if that's yeah. good news, but we may surpass that. Yeah, we may surpass that. John Moore, that, John Moore is a meteorologist with the National Weather Service in Jackson. John, thank you so much. Thank you, Karen. Now we go to Rupert Lacey, who is with the Harrison County Emergency Management Agency. Hi, Rupert. Hi, Rupert. Can you hear me? I can. Can okay. you hear me? Yes, yes. We've, okay. we've got it all figured out now. So, Rupert, you've been sent, you've been keeping folks uh, in Harrison County very well apprised of the situation. You're dealing with rain right now, though, right? No we're, snow? We're dealing with rain down here, of course, uh, listening to, uh, uh, to our weather service uh, folks in Jackson. Uh, our temperatures, uh, of course, are dropping uh, just as we anticipated. Uh, we're still under that winter weather advisory. Looks like the weather service is just getting ready to kick in a little bit later for us. Uh, as the uh, the system is moving through the state, it's just uh, we're on that south end, and because of that, uh, you know, that is uh, giving us those problems that we'll see those colder or the the rain, shall we say, uh, and uh, uh, those conditions uh, uh, stick with us uh, longer. Of course, we're looking at uh, that freezing temperatures tonight. And uh, let me look at this. They have uh, upgraded our winter storm advisory uh, to a winter storm warning uh, until this evening Th now. So that for, just went uh, into effect because you've been under an advisory. Uh, we were under advisory, and like I said, looking at this now, it just hit us from our Slidell Weather Service office. Uh, they, too, have put us under a warning, and uh, that may be because of the – in our northern counties in south Mississippi, they have been seeing a lot of things, but those temperatures are dropping just a little bit. And, uh, you know, we're encouraging people, if you don't have to travel, don't get home early tonight and tomorrow – 
Uh, don't get out until those temperatures rise. I'm wondering, because you're having rain now, and it sounds like quite a bit of rain, whether that's going to present problems tonight when the t- temperatures drop into the 20s, maybe. Uh, is that going to mean more ice on the roadways because of the rain you're having this morning? It it, it does. That, uh, that really creates that black icing that we've been encouraging our motors to be careful. Manually cut your headlights on. That way your taillights come on also in, when you're driving and you know, in these extreme temperatures and low visibilities. Uh, but, yes, you know, slow down. Uh, if you don't have to travel, then don't. But if you're traveling, slow down. Give yourself plenty of time. Distance yourself in between the vehicles. Uh, you know, don't slam on your brakes. Uh, keep your speed slow. That way you can maneuver, uh, you know, if you hit a uh, an icy patch and, and uh, not overreact. Uh, you know, and the key thing is that we've been talking about ice on the roads and all that. Tonight, remember, we're talking ice on trees, ice on power lines, ice on sidewalks uh, as those temperatures drop down. So tomorrow morning, a lot of pretty much most of Mississippi are going to be below freezing and uh, it's going to make for an interesting uh, Saturday morning. Yes, indeed. Rob, Rupert Lacey is director of the Harrison County EMA. Rupert, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, Karen. Again, several schools and uh, quite a few schools actually have uh, been canceled or delayed. The Jackson Hines Library System uh, has been closed along with a lot of other businesses and offices. Government offices have delayed opening. If you live in the affected areas, you are encouraged to check with your schools and daycare centers and businesses. Travelers should check your route for accidents, and those with flight plans should check for changes in departures and arrivals. If you must travel, keep an extra flashlight, food, and water in your vehicle in case of an emergency. Coming up, just days before the opening ceremony for the Civil Rights Museum, find out which speakers have canceled their plans to participate and why. This is Mr. Mississippi edition on MPB Think Radio. I have determined that it is time to officially recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. President Trump's major change in U.S. foreign policy, the budget, tax cuts, Al Franken's resignation. Our political roundtable weighs in on the week's news next time, here and now. Today at noon on MPB Think Radio. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. It's becoming clearer who will boycott, protest, or participate in the opening ceremony Saturday at the new Civil Rights Museum and Museum of Mississippi History in downtown Jackson. MPB's Ashley Norwood reports. The Mississippi chapter of the group Pantsuit Nation is leading hundreds of Mississippians in a plan to protest in silence as President Donald Trump arrives at the Civil Rights Museum in downtown Jackson this Saturday. Talamika Bryce is with the Pantsuit Nation. His presence and involvement in the city, let alone the stage, is an insult to those honorees like Representative Lewis and Merle Evers and Governor William Winter, who have fought for decades to dismantle white supremacy. Civil rights icon Georgia Congressman John Lewis says he will not attend this weekend's opening. Lewis and Mississippi Congressman Benny Thompson both declined to attend in a joint statement saying, quote, President Trump's attendance and his hurtful policies are an insult to the people portrayed in this civil rights museum. 
Governor Phil Bryant says the people of Mississippi should put aside political differences and welcome the president. I truly believe that Mississippians uh, are going to come together. We're going to listen to the president of the United States. We're going to allow him to see the history uh, of Mississippi and the civil rights struggle. And I think he will be moved by that, and that will be all the better for all of us. Merle Evers-Williams is the widow of slain civil rights leader Megger Evers. When asked if she will still attend, she told the New York Times, quote, If God gives me the breath and the strength, I will address his attendance when I stand to speak. Ashley Norwood, MPB News. Coming up, as the state prepares for tomorrow's grand opening of the two new museums, it's an audio tour of the Mississippi Civil Rights Museum. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Mississippi Public Broadcasting presents Mississippi College the 32nd Annual Festival of Lights. Premiering Saturday, December 16th at 7 p.m. on Mississippi Public Broadcasting Television. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. Mississippians are gearing up for the opening of two museums showcasing the rich history of the Magnolia State. The event is poised to bring national attention with the bicentennial celebration theme, One Mississippi, Many Stories, as the backdrop for the occasion. The Museum of Mississippi History is tasked with exhibiting 200 years of life. At the same time, the Mississippi Civil Rights Museum is challenged with presenting 30 years of activities at the center of an intense movement that rocked the nation. Pamela Jr. is is director of the Civil Rights Museum. She tells us the story of civil rights in our state has many sides. Bob Moses said that Mississippi was like a tremor in the iceberg. If we could break Mississippi, we could break the nation. So we're looking at a dark tunnel of history, 30 years of history, 1945 to 1975, where it was dark for the many people that lived here who were trying to have rights. So that's what the civil rights movement was about. That's a long period of time. How do you tell that story in one museum? It's not easy. (laughs) It really isn't easy. But the thing about it is that we did. We were able to tell that story. It's, it's Some of the ways that you go through this museum are very uncomfortable, but the movement was uncomfortable. So we want to bring people into the time so they can understand. I just want to point out we are hearing some finishing touches on the museum. Yes, we are. How dark is the darkness in this museum? Are people going to see things that will make them feel uncomfortable? Oh, yes. The movement was uncomfortable. I always say, put yourself in their places. I, my, the, the biggest question that I ask people when they walk in here, is there a cause that you would die for? Is there a cause that you would lay your life on the line for today as these lights that came into the state of Mississippi did? That's a hard question to answer. But they came in, all different races, all different backgrounds, to help make Mississippi the best Mississippi that they could at that particular time. Does civil rights in this museum have an end? When people get done touring the museum, Mm -hmm. is there an end? No. (laughs) It's not an end because in Gallery 8, the last gallery is, where do we go from here? What's your charge? What is your chore? What do you do after you've seen all this, uh, which is magnificent? which is dark, which is amazing. After you've seen all this, what happens next with you 
what is your light? How do you allow your light to shine in this state? How much time would you expect people to stay to see everything? Well, it just depends. It can go from one hour if you do a fast track to two to three hours. We want people to stand. We want people to read. We want people to come into the Rotonda area and reflect on what they've seen. So it just depends. Are you ready to show us I am something? ready. I'm ready. Then let's go. Okay. This part of the museum is called Mississippi in Black and White. Where are we in history? Well, we go from the transatlantic slave trade all the way to the Civil War to the Emancipation Proclamation. We come into Reconstruction when we get into Mississippi in Black and White. Well, well, African Americans were now, as we say, Americans. They're trying to uh, have a flowering community, somewhere to live. They're politicians. All these things are happening. And then all of a sudden it starts to get dark. We have black holes, we have Jim Crow images, the, the lynching tree, uh, and, and the lynching monoliths that we have in here that uh, talk about the different people who were lynched in the state of Mississippi. The monoliths, one, two, three, four, five, with names on both sides from top to bottom. Yes. And people being lynched for various reasons. Yes. For no reason, really. Yes, yes. First of all, how on earth did you get the names and all of the reasons given for why they were lynched? Well, all of that information has always been documented because it had to be documented in a town where someone was lynched. And of course, we don't have everybody. There are a lot of people out there that were lynched that their souls and their bodies are still at the bottom of rivers. Let's just be real here. But the thing is, is that this museum wanted to pay homage to the many souls that we did know about of all different races. There's one gentleman in particular that I'm always thinking about a lot out of Rankin County. And uh, he was lynched for what they called outrage. And outrage at that particular time meant raping. But what I look at is this man had a family, five children and a wife. Now, he still has family that lives in, this, in, in Rankin County, and that's, that's something for me. And I, I just think about the backgrounds of the many people who were lynched here in the state of Mississippi. That brings us a question. What about people who, who live in the area or who live in Mississippi whose relatives or forefathers are, are represented in this museum? How intimately tied are they to the well, museum? Well, we've, we've seen this happen. Uh, we had a sneak peek a couple of weeks ago, and a lady came in and found her uncle on the list. That was a time for the family to come around this, this monolith and just be a part of it. It was, it was something, it was, it was spiritual, it was sacred because it was like they were memorializing their, their relative. It was a complete surprise. Did she know that he might be in here? She didn't know he would be in here. She knew he had been lynched, but just to see the name now. So they'll come back many times and bring other relatives just to see that name. It's almost like going to the war memorial where you're getting that sheet of paper and you, you can't scratch on these like that, but to be able to see it, to be able to take a photograph of it, that's something. That's something for What us. else do we see in this section? Well, this, this whole sex, section of this area tells you, you, you'll walk across a red line and you hear somebody yell out at you. And what we want to do is bring you in the time, bring you in the 20s and the 30s and the 40s. What do you so, mean someone's going to yell at me? Somebody may say, boy, get off that sidewalk. These are things that were happening to African Americans. They had to get off of the sidewalk. So we want people to hear that. Gal, you know you say thank you to me. Those were things that were happening. So it's not anything to shun what happened or make people look bad. We are authentic and truthful 
in the Mississippi Civil Rights Museum. Pam, what would you like to show us next? We're going to go to Gallery 5, I Question America. This is a replica of a church? Yes, it is. Of what period? The 1960s. And, And what we think about is that during the protests, during the marches, people came to the churches at night to be able to pray, to find that faith that they needed to because they needed to keep going. So this is where they came to the church. And it turned out not to be a safe haven? Not all the time. Sometimes maybe there were bombings at the church, but most people it was a safe haven because you came into the church to get closer to God because, again, if you wanted to go out and march, you had to have faith to do that. that you're going to be, you would be able to come back from this. So it was very important. Fannie Lou Hamer spent a lot of time in the church. This amazing woman and her voice was so angelic. And when I think about Fannie Lou Hamer in the church, the first thing I think about is the song, This Little Light of Mine. And uh, it, it goes something like, This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And just to hear that song, that brought people together. You're going to show a movie in here, and there will actually be effects inside this room? Yes, it will. When we talk about the bombing, the lights, the windows will turn red. When you talk about just different images will come up, which is going to be really have an effect on you while you're watching the film. This church is within a larger exhibit called I Question America. What does that mean? Well, we have it here because... Fannie Lou Hamer's made that statement, I question America. You know, she went to New Jersey uh, as a part, as a, as a delegate with the Mississippi Freedom Democratic Party. And it was important for her to ask those questions when she got up there on that stage, when this black woman from Ruville, Mississippi, had that chance to be able to speak and tell them, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of being treated the way that she and all of us have been treated. So that was important for her. So, of course... We honor her by naming this gallery, I Question America. Pam Jr., you are the director of this Civil Rights Museum. I am. And I thank you so much for giving us the tour today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Don't miss the virtual tour of the two museums on our website at mpbonline.org. Coming up, Forget Bond and Parole, a new initiative to fight violent crime in the state's capital city, looks to end the revolving door. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Last time on the Gestalt Gardener. Is it possible to plant green peppers, sweet peppers, and hot peppers in the same area, or will the hot peppers cause your green peppers to be hot? Well, it's a, it's a, it's a little of both. Well, the hot peppers will cause the green, the sweet peppers to be hot, but that's, that's the only thing that'll be hot is the seeds, that little white member. Right. Might want to peel that out unless you just like to grin when you eat because a little heat doesn't hurt anybody. <laughs> and for more garden advice, tune in to the Gestalt Gardener today, 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. A new initiative to combat violent crime in Mississippi's capital city is warning criminals they're closing the revolving door. As MPB's Desiree Frazier reports, bonds and parole are off the table. Flanked by federal, state, and local law enforcement, Mississippi U.S. Attorney Mike Hurst says they're tired of being tired of violence in Jackson. He announced the start of a violent crime-fighting initiative called Project Eject. We're going to arrest you immediately. We're going to seek detention so there won't be any bond. 
We're not going to cut a deal where you're out in a few months. You're going to go to federal prison, which has no parole, and you're probably going to serve your sentence far, far away from Mississippi. The FBI reports Jackson ranked sixth in the nation for murders and manslaughters last year. The FBI and the Drug Enforcement Administration are among a dozen agencies that will work to identify cases the federal government can prosecute. Hearst says 18 people have been indicted already. He talked about the killing of a six-year-old, the discovery of a decapitated head, and armed carjacking, saying enough is enough. Jackson Police Chief Lee Vance is encouraged. And that's one of the things that we're fighting so hard about, is trying to rid Jackson, Mississippi of that albatross of being crime-ridden, of being dangerous. And that's why I am so encouraged. Hearst says nonprofits and faith-based groups will help with prevention and rehabilitation of felons. Amy Lancaster and her husband operate We Will Go Ministries. They live in Jackson's downtown inner city. We give people jobs. We um, open a coffee shop on Ferris Street. We opened a wood shop on Ferris Street. We give people actual employment. It didn't matter to me that you're a felon. It didn't matter to me. Jesus will forgive you, and I will too. Attorney Mike Hurst says the effort is part of the U.S. Attorney General Jeff Sessions' goal to reduce violent crime nationwide. Desiree Frazier, MPB News. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it's the Gestalt Gardener. At 10 o'clock, it's Next Stop Mississippi. And at 11, stay tuned for Southern Remedy for Women. If you missed part of the show today, find past episodes of this and other Think Radio programs online at mpbonline.org or by downloading the MPB Public Media app. I'm Karen Brown. Join us again Monday morning at 8.30 for the next Mississippi edition on MPB Think Radio. Support for MPB comes from the Woodward Hines Education Foundation, committed to helping more Mississippians obtain post-secondary credentials, college certificates, and degrees that lead to employment. More information about Woodward Hines Education Foundation at Woodward Hines.